0: Hey there, everyone. Before we start the podcast, as you all know, there's a lot of bad dating and love advice out there, and we want to put a stop to that. So if you're enjoying this podcast, you enjoy the content that we're putting out, please, can you leave a review wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast? It spreads a lot of love, and it really helps get this message out there so we can help more women just like you attract the love that they truly deserve. Go ahead and leave that review, and
1: let's jump into the podcast. And I think a lot of times when people are thinking about dating out of your league, they think exclusively physical, which it's it's not that it's everything. Right. It's physical, it's personality, it's your social status, your resources, your relationship skills, like all these great things about you. And so, like, in some ways, you might be dating out of your league on some dimensions, but within your league and others, and it, it, it gets complicated pretty fast.
0: All right, Gary, today we're going to be talking about how to date someone out of your league. And we just spent the last five minutes before starting this podcast debating the title. Because uh, as everyone will find out, there's some nuance behind this idea of dating out of your league. There's some do's and don'ts. But then I came back to the point that um, I'm definitely married out of my league. I mean, my wife is way out of my league. And I know for a fact, your wife is out of your league, so <laughs> Actually, guilty I, haven't is your charged. I haven't met your wife yet, but the way you speak about her tells me that, uh, yeah, she's a pretty <laughs> incredible person and you're just some bum, bum PhD again, guilty as charged. <laughs> so yeah, today uh, we're going to be talking about this idea of dating an equal or versus dating kind of dating up perhaps, and the nuance, the do's and don'ts of each of these things so that you can end up with a partner that suits you for the long term, not just the next three months or, you know, next year, but really someone you can spend the rest of your life with. So this should be a fun one, should be more casual than usual, but we can walk through it to be great.
1: Yeah, I I think this is an important thing to talk about because I, I think if everyone that's dating is honest with themselves. Like the person you really want to date, the person you really want to end up with is better than you. Right? Like in some ways, like why wouldn't you want that? Like, and not only better than you, like I think if you're really honest, like you want someone who's like kind of all around perfect. Right? Like yeah. who among us wouldn't want to date like your celebrity crush? Right? Yeah. Like do, do you have a celebrity crush? I for,
0: I always forget her name. This is so bad. I mean my really dorky one that I can't even going to admit this would be like, if we're going back way into time, we'd be like Alfred Levine. That's ridiculous. I can't believe I'm saying that. Wow.
1: I did not see that coming.
0: Skater punk, dude, like back (laughs) in the day, I gotta see what she looks like nowadays, but (laughs) how about yourself? (laughs) Who would be your, you know, what's really funny is like,
1: I knew I was going to ask you this. And then I was like, he's going to definitely ask me and I should have it. And I had to like, really think about what I've settled on is probably like Natalie Portman. Ooh! Because she went to harvard so she's yeah. like super hot and smart and her major was psychology and then in doing a little bit of research she not only was a psychology major she's actually published two papers on which she's an author i'm like this is like nerd catnip like this is perfect oh my god oh my god Amazing.
0: and like her in uh i think garden state is that the movie is yeah garden state? Yep. She was so cute. I'm going back to that. Okay, all right, all that, that literature stuff. She was just adorable. Oh, my God. I, well, she's I mine. Know. You
1: can't have her. That's mine.
0: Ah, I'm stuck with, like, the skater punk. That is yeah. so my type, though, is, like, to be, like, the <laughs> skater girl who's, like, the punk, whatever, um, even though Jessica's not like that at all. So, But,
1: but I all think, right. like, this whole thing of, like, Celebrity Crushes, it's, like – what's like this perfect ideal in some ways and it, it's like a false ideal it's something like we all kind of want it's like we all want to be like multi-millionaires but it's like isn't that realistic and it's it's probably not but it still doesn't stop you from wanting it and I think that's this whole idea of, of wanting to date out of your league and so you know just to kind of tease this a little bit like can you date out of your league and you know people ask me this all the time and I'm like I would say sure it's possible it's just it's not super likely but even if it's Possible, like, should you? And, like, as you're going to see, the research generally says probably not. Like, you but... could go to a conference
0: this weekend, Natalie Portman happens to be there, <laughs> is single, and you get married to her. That's a possibility if you weren't married, That's... of course, right? But, like, not <laughs> freaking like when... to like the red carpet and yeah. be in that world. Like, would that be a good thing? Like, is that going to last, you and Natalie? No, <laughs> no, oh, man. I, no. I venture to say that she's she's gonna like be on a film, <laughs> she's gonna be on a TV show or a movie set, and like Brad Pitt's gonna walk in. Hey, man, you're a very handsome guy, but like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, you're saying I'm <laughs> no Brad Pitt? How dare you?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you you are very very handsome, but no, you are
1: not Brad Pitt. And certainly... I have more publications than Brad Pitt, so take that, Mister Pitt. Take that. <laughs> So I think it comes down to like this idea is like as much as it's improbable and it probably actually isn't good for you in the long run, it's still something we want. And yeah. so, you know, we're going to share with you some ways that like we're going to help you thread this needle. We're going to sh- share some ways to help make this work. But I think it's it kind of goes back to when we first started talking about this topic, we were kind of debating about it. And you said to me, like, what does league even mean? Yeah, what do you define league as, dude? Like, and so, like, when you say like someone's in your league or not, and so, you know, going to like the research, what we call this in in relationship science or evolutionary psychologists refer to this as mate value. Mate value is just like your overall attractiveness or desirability in all facets. So it's not just physical. And I think a lot of times when people are thinking about dating out of your league, they think exclusively physical, which it's it's not that. It's everything. Yeah. It's physical, it's personality, it's your social status, your resources, your relationship skills, like all these great things about you. And so like in some ways, you might be dating out of your league on some dimensions, but within your league and others, and it, it, it gets complicated pretty fast. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: It's, it's just that's definitely true. Like,
1: and I mean, it certainly depends on the
0: gender typically that right. you're going after and, and what this might generally refer to, but it's still... Right. Ultimately, does come down to, yeah, physical looks. I mean, men certainly, uh, social status and or our uh, access to resources, are basically a man's wealth, would be a, a part mm-hmm. of it, uh, which tends to be a large, you know, um, level of mate value for mm-hmm. for women, um, and it could even just be, yeah, like you said, their their they're personality. If they're funny, you know, like everything.
1: Just the whole package would be, would be league. And I think it's important too, when you're talking about leagues and mate value and, and just recognizing that it's so multidimensional that it's, it's going to be rare for one person to have everything, right? right? Each part, like a person who's out of your league on some dimensions may not be in others. And so it's not like people are always like one full step ahead of you or not. And so, you know, it, it's important to recognize that because the other thing that the evolutionary psychologists will talk about when it comes to mate value is, they're trade-offs. And so trade-offs are usually where it's like one person will be high in one dimension, like physical attraction, and another person will be high in something else like social resources. And those two people will find each other, even though they're out of each other's league, so to speak, on each dimension, they're they're equal on, on overall mate value. And so, you know, and sometimes we think about that in terms of like, men are the social resources, women are the physical beauty, but it's also important to point out like the same dynamic works in same sex couples, right? So if you look at like, um, Ellen DeGeneres and her wife, Portia, whatever, I'm trying to put her last name is, Portia de Rossi, I think, but it's like, it's the same trade-off, right? It's like one has social resources and one has physical beauty. Um, and so, you know, these things in terms of league trade off, and it's important to get a sense of, your own mate value because that's going to factor in later in terms of, you know, just being honest about kind of what your league is or isn't. Right. Well, that's that's the thing about league is it it's in some ways a superficial
0: word because yeah, all right. You end up with Natalie Portman. First 3 months are going to be gold. She is amazing, but you right. might find out pretty quickly that she's like super emotionally volatile. She right. is she lies. Let's just say she's a liar. I don't know. I I don't know anything about Natalie. So how dare you? But how dare? How could you? Luckily, we are doing this virtually, so Gary can't slap me. Um, for all we know, uh, yeah, she's just mean to people. I I don't know any of these things, and right. you happen to be a very kind, caring person because I know you, and you you don't lie. You're not that type of person, and so. Honestly, at the end of the day, like the league is just like our perception of, of people. It's not a, it necessarily a reality in, in a long-term relationship. Hey there, everyone. I just want to take a quick pause on the podcast because I know we're probably talking about this concept. We call it the little love steps, and I want you to have all the information of exactly what this means so that you can attract that man, that relationship you truly deserve. So if you want to learn the seven little love steps to attracting that relationship you deserve, head on over to lovestrategies.com, and we're going to walk you through a step by step process to learn this information and take real action in your love life. Again, that's lovestrategies.com, and uh, let's get back to the podcast
1: yeah and it, it's it just kind of all speaks to the importance of looking at the overall package like the full picture and not getting people down into singular dimensions of physical beauty or whatnot because like you said I mean we don't know a lot about the people we're dating for a very long time it, it takes time to get to know those things and so you want to look at the at the full complete package um, yeah because does dating out of your league happen it does. But like you kinda just kinda inferred there, it's like maybe for a little while, but it's hard to make that last long term. Because if there's a simple rule of dating, it's essentially that people generally match on their mate value. Yeah. Right? They find out
0: they find out pretty quickly if that person's on their level or not. Right. Right.
1: You don't you may not know what your main value is, but everyone else does. Not that they talk about it, but it's like you basically have an imaginary mate value on your back that you don't know about, but the whole world has generally agreed upon because that's how mate value works. Mm. And so, you know, matching is this idea where it's like, if you imagine 100 people go into a room and each of them has a mate value, let's say it goes between one and 10, what's going to happen? you tell everybody to pair up the 10s are going to end up with 10s the nines with nines the twos with twos and so on and it's just it's generally good because if the two keeps asking the eights hey do you want to talk the eight's gonna say no yeah right and and so again this is
0: very hard. simplistic for anyone who's like getting viscerally like oh not <laughs> like putting a number on someone like we're using this as an example in, in like a vacuum obviously it doesn't the world doesn't work this way but generally speaking the tens, whatever you want to define that as, and we can all have a picture of what a 10 would be and what a one would be. The tens go after tens and the ones go after ones,
1: you know, it's pretty wild. Yeah. And I mean, and this sounds horrible if you talk about a dating con, but this is how life works in most ways. It's like the best students go to the best colleges, the best job candidates end up at the best jobs and so on. Right. And we just kind of, you know, sort ourselves this way. Now, this all sounds superficial, and it's sim- it's a little simplistic. But the research does show that when people with similar mate values end up together, they have better relationships. So this is why purposely trying to go out of your league is probably counterproductive. Because the research shows when you're dating within your league, your similar mate values, you stay better, you you stay together longer, you have better relationships, better sexual history, you interact with each other better. Like it, it's it's just better for your relationship to be with somebody that's matched. And so the right. strategy here for everybody is to understand this concept of main value and really come to grips or be honest with yourself about kind of where you fall on different things. So you right. might be a little bit higher on physical things, a little bit lower on other things, like, and just kind of figure out, but then like overall, like where do you fall overall and just kind of be comfortable in that range so that you get to stay within your budget, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're going to get to this later, but I
0: might as well mention why it's top of mind because I feel like 90% of my job and our job is not necessarily telling clients that they are a seven and need to go after a seven, even though they want to go after a 10. It's more so redefining what a 10 is Mm -hmm. because if we're constantly, and, and what most people see as a 10, it's not necessarily going to be a 10 for you and your long-term success and your overall happiness. When we say a 10, yeah, that might be a really rich guy with a Porsche and and really funny and charismatic and he's got that beautiful house on the street that everyone looks at. Like everyone is going to consider that t- person to be a 10. But is he kind? Is he caring? Mm-hmm. Does he have the same interests as you? Does he appear to really like you and invest his energy in you? All of those things are what I kind of help redefine as a 10, even if he doesn't have that perfect online dating profile. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's almost like creating a new category. Yeah, there's this mating category of what everyone else considers to be the 10s, the beautiful woman with blah, 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 you know, you, you can go on and on and name all these, these things, but really, what is, what is a 10 for you? And we want you to have that 10. For your own, like, yeah. for, for the rest of your life, like that. So it's not like we're telling anyone to settle. It's not like we're saying, right. oh no, no, you're just a two, so you're just going to get a two. Doesn't mean you're going to have a two of a relationship. You're going to have a ten out of ten
1: of a relationship. Well, I think this is this is a critical point because you know what everyone else thinks is a ten. People don't know that much about relationships. The average person is not well informed about relationships, and so what they're thinking is important. They're likely wrong about, and so mm-hmm. that's where. A little bit of relationship knowledge goes a really long way in terms of redefining what a 10 actually is so you can have that 10 out of 10 relationship you were mentioning it's like right. caring kind best friend qualities that's what a 10 out of 10 partner looks like it has nothing to do with a lot of the superficial stuff that people typically overweight and overvalue and i, I think that is a critically important point um, and, e- and even just just to really hone in on this point even
0: the idea of access to, to, uh, to resources, so a guy who has money, mm-hmm. a lot of people will think that because he has a nice watch and a really nice car, oh, he must have wealth. But my experience has shown people who are truly wealthy actually drive the Ford Taurus and live a relatively modest life, but their 401k is like $6 million. Like it's, cra- it's crazy town. So it's like, even just on that one example, that very much so can distract a lot of women out there when they see a guy who's like, wow, this guy drives a Maserati. Yeah. Let me see that. Let me see his (laughs) net worth. All right. I want, I want all the debt involved in that. And so just again, like once you drill down into any of these things, suddenly actually the guy, he might not be a doctor. Maybe he is, I don't know, a pharmacist, but he is saved his entire life. He's invested in some good properties. He's done really well for himself. He's kind. He's caring. He wants a healthy relationship. That guy might not appear to be a ten out of ten, but he actually is. And everyone else is just getting distracted by all these shiny, shiny object uh, about the the other guy. So I don't know. Does that land? Does that make sense, Gary? It's kind of kind of a rant, but
1: yeah, no. I, I, but it's a really useful rant, and it's all goes back to the same idea of like, how do we define mate value and how do we find league. And thinking about this, like we said at the top is like the whole point of these podcasts is to help people think about relationships in more nuanced ways. And frankly, to think about relationships, more how relationship scientists and relationship experts actually think about relationships. And so this is like a subtle point, but it's a really, really important one. Um, because you know, when it comes to what people want in their relationship and they want a data, like like people want what's better, but what actually they get, the research shows is the high mate value people. They end up with people who are higher mate value. Like it's that matching process we talked about. The lower May value people end up with lower mate value people. Again, that's the matching process. But what happens though, is that those lower May value people really wanted the higher mate value and they're just disappointed. They didn't follow through on their inclinations. At least they didn't land them. And so, you know, they chickened out and, or they tried and they're disappointed. Which what's going on there. And so this brings us to what I wanted to talk about, which is we don't often do this, but this is like, here's a strategy people follow, but it's a terrible strategy. which is people in dating, they think, well, why not? Why not try? Why not try? Like, I, you know, I, I honestly look at it. I'm a five out of 10. Like, I'm, I'm gonna shoot my shot. I'm gonna go for the 10 out of the 10. I'm gonna go for the nine out of the 10. And so the research shows online daters do this a lot, mm-hmm. right? In an online dating setting, it's really easy to message a bunch of people and they think well why not what's the harm in that and so what do you think like we've been doing this a while like what's the harm and in, in then in, and then shooting their shot taking the shotgun approach contacting all these people what's the
0: there's a downside right i mean there's a lot of downsides i'm not sure where you're going with this but i would say the big one is that yeah, you might even get a first date or two and the guy might hook up with you, but he's not going to want to maybe spend the rest of his life with you. I would say is one. Um, The other thing with online dating, because I haven't read the notes actually, frankly, to this point, Gary, so stick with me here. But one thing with online dating is that women are actually much pickier than men and usually shoot way up much more than men do. Men actually are much more like, There are five, they go after the five. There are four, they go after the four. Six after six. Whereas women, 90% of women go after the top 10% of men. So those guys at the top 10% are living the freaking dream. Whereas the bottom 90% of men are like, it's crickets. And the crazy thing is, again, we're talking about a profile picture and some text. It doesn't actually have any real reflection of who, who that human being is. So it's like, if we could just spread the love a little bit, which is again, something we're constantly talking to our clients about, like go after the guys who have profiles that are seven or an eight or a nine. It doesn't mean that in real life, when you meet them, they're going to be seven or eight or a nine. They're actually likely to be incredible guys. Who knows? They just right. suck at creating online dating profile.
1: So <laughs> did I answer yeah. it
0: right there? Am I going yeah. out? Which t- is
1: exactly hundred percent. Right. Which is exactly, you know, the issue. The issue is by, shopping out of your price range, so to speak, you're essentially wasting time. Because if yeah. you're a seven who's only contacting tens, they're not going to respond to you. And even if yeah. they do and they go on, a, it it's just the likelihood that that relationship's going to turn into something. It, it's very, very low. And so you only have so many hours in a week. You only have so much emotional bandwidth. And so you don't want to be wasting your time constantly making connections with people that aren't going to work out in the long run. And so, you know, as much as people say like, oh, well, why not? You know, I can message all these people and we'll just kind of see what happens. It's, it's a, ultimately a losing strategy because you're wasting time and you're actually kind of selecting in a, in a group of people where your likelihood of, of real success is just a lot lower than you would think. Look, you can only be as picky as you have options. So at the end of the day
0: with online dating, like, yeah, message a lot of people. We highly recommend that. But broaden your horizon. And if you're finding that every, you know, let's say you're only going after the tens that are guys, you're going after the top 10 profile, the top 10% of profiles. But you're finding that after every first date, the guy is just trying to sleep with you, or you never hear from him again. Okay, then let's broaden our horizons because clearly we don't have a lot of real romantic partners. Maybe these guys are going out with us because they think they can get a quick and easy type thing broaden your horizon until you start finding guys who are have relationship intent who are relationship focused who are clearly interested in you and chasing you for your commitment to them until you find that like keep i like the word broadening your horizon rather than dating down because i don't consider it to be dating down it's more just like expand your scope widen the net and just see what's out there again like I'd rather you be with a guy who would be on paper like a five, but he makes you feel like a 10 when you're around him than the guy who's, you know, the doctor who's got the Porsche, but behind closed doors, he's a total sociopath. Right, right. What would you rather be with? Be with the guy who's the five that makes you feel like a 10.
1: Yeah, because what it, it comes down to, and we see this with clients all the time, is they're looking at different th- they're looking at certain characteristics of guys and making judgments based on simple characteristics. And so they have like certain rules or like, I don't date. Somebody was just saying the other night, like they only date carpenters. And so like, for whatever reason, that just seems that like they think that that p- kind of person has certain qualities. And I, yeah, I actually kind of said,
0: or they don't want to
1: date carpenters only so far have dated carpenters. Is
0: that a good so, thing? I can't tell.
1: And so she was kind of like, you know, not, and so it actually ended with me kind of tongue in cheek saying like, maybe it's time to give the plumbers a shot. (laughs) Yeah. You're like narrowing your pool in this way. And it's, it's exactly what you just said. You want to broaden your horizons. It's like, you're coming up in some ways with arbitrary rules and limitations. That's excluding whole groups of people for objectively no good reason. And so this is why our initial, what's that. That's a new one
0: for me, carpenters, because typically women are not going after carpenters, even though carpenters do pretty well for
1: themselves. And you
0: know. She had so- a lot of really
1: nice things to say about carpenters, but like it just for some reason wasn't working out. And it's just like, it's this whole idea that broaden your horizons, like try yeah. different things. Like some, you're limiting yourself in ways that you don't even realize. And why our initial question about what's a league and what's that, you know, how does that factor in is, is really, really important. Um, right. And so that that brings us to the actual the thing that most people really want out of this conversation of dating in your league or out of your league which is three strategies to help you date out of your league now we just spent the last 20 minutes kind of saying like maybe it's not a great idea maybe it doesn't work out that much maybe it's hard to do and that all that's true um but i think there are there are ways to like we said before, like there's nuance and a way to thread this needle to help you date out of your league in a way that's productive for your relationship.
0: Especially so the- if you, especially if you have low self-esteem and you don't see yourself. Let's say you are an eight and you don't see yourself as a five or a six. Which, by the way, a lot of women tend to underperceive their own yeah. mate value. This is where you can start actually le- start leveling yourself up to date people who you might perceive as out of your league, but are actually your league. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly right. And that's actually the first strategy, right? So the first strategy is be better to date up. And so some that's first recognizing your actual value because exactly what you just said is like so many people underperceive their actual value. So be accurate about how great you really are. The second is just kind of build confidence. And so if you want to date up in your perception, level up. And so work on your health, work on your hygiene, work on your mentality, your sense of style, put in the work, right? Yeah. Do whatever you need to do to kind of improve yourself. So you feel greater confidence to pursue the kind of partners that you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I love it when um, you'll talk to someone like I, I once had a, a, a male client who was I don't want to say morbidly obese but he was very overweight. He was probably mm-hmm. like 250-260. The first thing that he said when we started talking about what he's looking for in a woman was she needs to be really fit. And I looked him in the eye and I go, "Dude, have you looked in the mirror?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's harsh, I know, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. You you right. you say you want something. Like would you date yourself? Right? <laughs> like just look yourself in the mirror. And it's not even physical attributes. That's true of your emotional volatility. You want to be with a guy mm-hmm. who is not emotionally abusive? Well, take a look at your own emotional volatility. How do you treat people when you are uh going through some something in life? Um mm-hmm. and there's the, just on all of these little areas, you you got to level yourself up. Especially you know, for women, a lot of times they'll say they want to be with a guy who's extremely successful, who does really well for themselves, but then want to be like what have you done? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, like where's your success? Let's talk about that. And so you just got to kind of, it's a little harsh, but you got to come to grips with kind of where you're at. And that doesn't mean you can't improve in these things. But if you continuously like lie to yourself and tell yourself a narrative that, Oh my God, I'm so great. I'm so great. But when you actually look at it, it's like, "Mm, we need to work on these various areas of our lives. You know, I think it's, it's empowering, honestly, to take a real harsh look at, where you're at.
1: Yeah. And it, it's like so many other areas of life, you know, you got to be willing to put in the work and the right. work will make it worth it. And and that's true here, here as well. Right. Like, like with a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I think the second key strategy is, you know, we keep saying dating on your league is tough. Um, but I don't think it's smart to just tell people don't date out of your league. Right. Because it still could work out and it's still possible that what you, in the point you just made about like, you think they're out of your league, but they're actually not. And so don't leave it up to somebody else. Like, and so make sure you're aiming high, but don't only aim high. And so what I mean by that is it's, it's like diversifying a portfolio to some degree is that, like, you know, if you think of all the people that you're going to reach out to on a dating app or, or talk to in real life, you want to kind of like balance it out a little bit where it's like maybe 10 to 20% are people you think are clearly out of your league. Um, you probably want another 10 or 20% that are like, Maybe a little bit below your league, but then, you know, the rest of them you put right in the middle. And so you kind of want to have this diversification. So you have a little bit of stretch, you have some safe safety schools, right? So to speak. And then you have that middle where, you know, that's, that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to live and find those find those matches.
0: Yeah. And again,
1: I I just want to reinforce
0: the messaging. It's not to say that you can't be with a guy who is a 10 out of... Even if you think you're dating below your league, that might just be a guy who is... He's balding. Right. You know, I could say that because Gary and I aren't balding, so it's not offensive to either Gary or I. But so you see a guy, he's balding, but he seems to have everything else going for him, and you're excited about him, maybe. Well, you're not that excited about him, but he seems to be excited about you. Okay. I love this idea, Gary. He goes into your you know, your lower end of the bucket, yeah. you're like, mm, all right, but I'm going to give it a shot. But then you see that guy with, oh my God, he's got incredible abs. He's got everything going for him. <laughs> what is going on with this dude? Okay. He's on the upper tier and just diversify. I love that idea. I think that that's, that's great. And I guarantee the person you ends up with is not going to look like, or act like the man that you think you're going to end up with. He's probably not going to be either of those things Going to be something else, but by diversifying, you'll be pleasantly surprised. What always happens with our clients, and this isn't always, they will go out with a guy that they, I mean, they I don't know, they're not so sure about, mm-hmm. and he'll say something or he'll touch them in a certain way and they would be like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. I didn't see that coming. Like his online dating profile didn't show that side of him. Like, yeah, I know, because it's just a picture and some text. It's not until you're in real life with that human being that you can actually get a feel for whether or not there's real chemistry there. And so diversify,
1: diversify. I love that. So much of what we try to do is just help people break out of their maladaptive or unproductive patterns, right. Mm -hmm. And so by telling people to broaden your horizons, that is trying to get people out of their patterns, you know, the the same kind of guy they've always dated. Because frankly, like, if that strategy worked, it would have worked for you already. It can work by now. And so this is trying to get you out of those patterns. And I just find the diversifying portfolio thing just makes it a little bit more concrete and helps people just force it a little bit better where it's like two out of 10 guys out of your league, two out of 10 solidly, you know, maybe a little bit what you consider below your league and then the rest kind of somewhere in between. It just makes it a little bit more concrete in a way that's going to force you out of those, your existing patterns in a way that, you know, like like you just said, you know, how many of our clients end up the man of their dreams is the guy they never would have thought of in the first place, right? right. I mean, it happens time and time again. Um, and so the last strategy to help people date out of their league is think of it in terms of instead of out of your league, it's, it's a special kind of out of your league in the sense that you want to date up in a way where your partner has qualities that are better than you in ways you want to be better.
0: Mm. And so this
1: is this is not physical, this is not even like social resources or, or monetary resources. These are like, qualities and characteristics like yeah. you know you, you said in the beginning which is 100 true i'm dating out of my league with my wife and it's like my wife is the night like the legitimately nicest person i have ever met and when i started dating her i was like wow she's like i want to be nicer too and damn she has made me a much nicer person and right. so like totally out of my league on that on that dynamic um but it was like an aspirational quality for me it was a, it was a desirable difference And so those aspirational qualities are opportunities for growth. And like, that's the way you want to date out of your league and like find partners that have qualities that you can learn from and grow from you and them and them for you as well. Like you want to have some things that you can help them grow with as well. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting
0: actually like similar, a little bit different, I guess with me and Jessica, but like one thing that when I was dating a lot, I was going out with a lot of like, super intense type a people that are kind of like me who are like always go 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 always mm-hmm. wanting to create new things do new things and honestly it just it like wasn't working for me like it was too much of that energy in a relationship where then i met jessica and she's kind of like the other side of just like hey just chill enjoy life like enjoy the weekend like don't think about mm-hmm. work like Relax, it's gonna be fine. We're all gonna die anyways. We're just on like a a little marble (laughs) spinning around a big thing that's gonna explode in about you know four billion years, ten billion years, whenever it's gonna happen. So nothing matters. And um, you know, that's good as well. Like that's really helped me, honestly. It's been it's been big. And so I think you just find those things about yourself that and honestly, like that is something I needed to work on, which is like, dude, just chill out a little bit, which is kind of a funny thing to say because most people would think that. That's actually a bad thing,
1: but it's what I needed. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. A little bit of
1: balance is, is quite helpful. Right. And so, you know, I I know this, this was a little bit of a meandering conversation about this and we kind of went back and forth about you should do this or not do this and, and when it's the right way. But I think hopefully what everyone gets out of this conversation is just that when you're thinking about league and you're thinking about like who you should be with to, like you said, broaden your horizons, break out of this idea, you know, when you think about league, people usually think about superficial things, move beyond the superficial and get to the substantive, like the things that actually really, really matter. And so if you really wanna make it work and you really wanna kinda like date someone who's better than you, do it for growth, do it for in a way where, you know, someone surpasses you in a quality you care about and you're gonna grow in that direction, you know, diversify your dating portfolio and then level yourself up because, you know, ultimately when you're better, you're gonna date better and you're gonna have better relationships.
0: All right, so now we're at the end of the podcast and hopefully you got a lot of really great information from this podcast. But as we know, information can only take you so far. It's time to take some action. So what I recommend you do now is head on over to loveapply.com. It's gonna walk you through a series of questions and then you'll be able to book what we call a complimentary love strategy session. Yes, you've heard it. Someone on my team is going to get on a phone call with you, be able to understand your situation, what it is that you're struggling with in your love life and create that strategy to help you attract that man that relationship you truly deserve so take that action go make it happen we cannot wait to speak with you loveapply.com and uh yeah let's help you create
1: that love life you truly deserve all right speak soon bye-bye